What's up everybody? Welcome to the Fitness Realty channel. My name is TJ McClelland and I'm the broker. I'm super excited to share all the things we have planned with you. So sit back, strap in and let's have some fun. What's up everybody? Hey, we're here for episode 39. I have Kit Erickson here with me with Farmers Insurance and we're super excited to have him on board. Kit, take it away. Give us a little bit of background about you. I have been doing insurance for 20 years now. It's, wow. Yeah, I know. I, I remember because I started prepping for the insurance licensing test when I was in the hospital when my daughter got delivered. So oh, wow. my oldest daughter is, that's how long I've been doing insurance. And that's how I keep track. Nice. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had some time off and, and I needed a little time off to get all the studying done. And so while I was out for having a baby and sitting in the hospital, I studied for a license. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Well, little does everybody know, but for all of our listeners, Kit is in the family of one of my longtime friends, Bryce, which is his younger brother. So it's just fun to like reconnect. We actually ran into each other at the home show and it was fun to see you. So I'm excited for this chit chat. <laughs> yeah, it was great to catch up. Right. It is always awesome. Just kind of like everybody's lives kind of weave back and forth, you know, like I hadn't really seen you guys in a long, long time. So it was kind of fun. All right, well, let's get started. Just what does farmers offer to everyone? And then what is it that you do specifically with farmers that you can help all of our listeners understand? So I, I would start with me, I suppose. I, I think that what I offer is of more value even than what farmers does in that I help people to kind of get the right policy when they need, you know, you need to address these things before there's a problem. And so sometimes it's being able to see around the corner and know what you need to prepare for before it happens. That's what I think that I do that separates me from other people. And the reason that I like to work with farmers is that they offer some products better help me to help people see that. Now, nice. I, I originally didn't start out wanting to be an insurance agent. I don't know that many people do. <laughs> it's not one of those careers where you look and think, oh man, that looks sexy. I would right? love That's to cool. be Jake from State Farm. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. So I started wanting to do financial planning. And as I was going down that path, found that a lot of the financial planning process had to begin with people getting a proper insurance plan in place. And nice. Or I talked to people, the more I found that people just hadn't really thought about that. People kind of, they get insurance as they have to, and they just, they think that once they've done it, then they've done it. And right. they think that, hey, I got insurance, so I'm good. And the truth of the matter is that not all insurance policies are created equally. So getting the right thing is a lot more difficult than people think. And mm -hmm. then the other thing is that just because you've done it, doesn't mean that it's done forever. It's gotcha. the sort of thing that ought to be looked at over and over again. And so another thing that we do in my office that I think makes us different is I reach out to people once a year and invite them to come meet with me to review the plan that we set up and make sure that it still fits for them and that they're doing the right thing. And, you know, if you do it right, it shouldn't be the same. You know, the insurance that you get when you're 20 years old mm -hmm. shouldn't be the same policy that you have when you're 60 years old because you have very different needs. Interesting. Now, we're finding a common theme on my podcast with the professionals that we've brought on board. And that common theme is that 
the high level of professionalism with the high level of standard of care with each one of these clients is really super high and really beneficial. So kind of like where you were describing the value that you're bringing specifically is that your experience level, your ability to see things that people aren't really aware of and kind of coach them out of the things that or to avoid avoid pitfalls that they might have gotten into. And, and I really love showcasing that because I find that in a level of professionalism that is super high that you have a lot of value to add, people sometimes have lost that in some of the business world. And so I just love to showcase that I love to hear that you have that specifically, which is awesome for all of our listeners that are listening, that may need some type of insurance or just want you to take a look at where they're at. Cause if like what you said, if they haven't looked at it for five, six years or 50 years or something, right. you know, like it's probably wrong, you know, like it's probably not what they need, which is pretty cool. So true story. Uh, last night, just yesterday, I talked to a couple who had asked me to put together a proposal on their insurance and they own a condo. And so as we went through, found out they had the completely wrong policy for oh, no. their home. Instead of condo policy, they had a homeowner's policy, which oh, wow. is a totally different policy type because with a condo, generally there's an HOA that is huh. covering the bulk of what you need for the insurance. And then you need to cover the interior and your personal property. And because they had had the wrong policy all those years, if something had happened, they would have been completely out of luck because Whoa. they had the completely wrong policy. And these people were in their 50s. You know, oh. This was not a new situation. And so by talking to them for a little while, I was able to help them to get the right policy. But they just didn't know because they had gone through one of these online you know, carriers. And so in doing it themselves, they were like, click, click. Oh, yeah, I think I got the right thing. <laughs> oh, and then no. they forgot about it. They were like, hey, we did the insurance, so we're all set. Right. But if something would have happened, boy, they would have been really sad. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. I want to ask you, when people call you and they, they haven't used your services yet, do you often find that their setup is wrong? I'm just wondering, like, how far off base are most people with what their needs are? So the cases like the one I just mentioned to you are, are less common. Okay. Um, what is more common is people who haven't really evaluated their liability. So that's something that really needs to adjust over time because gotcha. when you have, if in that worst case scenario, somebody gets hurt, somebody gets killed, and now you're getting sued because of what happened, mm -hmm. then the person who's suing you, they're going to look at you as a person and say, okay, what assets does TJ have that I could go after to mm -hmm. right the wrong that's been done to me? And then on the other side of the scale, they're looking at what does his insurance have to offer? Gotcha. And if what you have is substantially more than what the insurance can offer, then they're going to see that all the way through litigation. They're going to start coming after personal assets. Whoa. As your personal assets increase, you need to increase your insurance to go with that. Mm -hmm. And that's where I see the most often people have made a mistake is they haven't increased that liability. Gotcha. I had a gal one year call me and this woman had a multi-million dollar home. But she was really frugal. And uh -huh. so she was beating me up about the cost of her insurance. And, hey, I, I want this cheaper. I want it cheaper. And so, you know, we went through it line by line. And, you know, what can we do to make this cost less? And we got yeah. down to reliability. And she wanted to gut it down to the minimum that she could go to, which Whoa. was 
lowest that you could do is a hundred thousand dollars. And I said, boy, I think that's a mistake. You know, you've got this, you know, home that is a huge asset and all right. you've got to go with it is nearly a hundred thousand dollars in liability. And she insisted on it. She said, I've never used it, never had a liability claim. I don't think we're going to. Then they had a party at their house. And oh boy. Having fun. And it was a completely freak thing where the kids, just a bunch of teenage girls doing what teenage girls do. Yep. But it went sideways on them. A little girl ended up getting paralyzed. Oh. And the homeowner got sued. And it was, it was just completely weird. But all that she had at that point was $100,000 in liability. Oh. Or she came back and she's like, whoa, why do I have so little? Yeah. That you remember that conversation we had? Right. That's what I was trying to warn you about. Right. And so we paid out the max that we could, but then we had to say, sorry, like we've done everything we can. Yeah. And those are the pitfalls I try to help people to avoid. Oh, and that, that's so hard, you know, just sometimes you just don't think you need it. You know, insurance is one of those things. It's like, it's nice to have and comfortable when you just ask ah, whatever. And then when you need it, it's like, I really hope that I have enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Until something happens, it's all just paper. It, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Paying for paper. But then something <laughs> happens, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. What does paper do for me? Oh. And that's where having an agent makes all the difference in the world. Because if you look at your insurance policy, you know, they're generally about 100 pages long. Uh -huh. And it's written in by lawyers. And right. And it's, it's pretty complicated. So right. trying to figure out what does that mean can be really difficult. And that's where having somebody who's been around who knows, you know, this is what this is actually going to mean when the claim happens can uh -huh. be a real advantage. No, that is really cool. I was going to ask you about the, the products that Farmers offers through you, what are those? Just like car stuff, house stuff? Kind of give us a, a laundry list. Yep. So Farmers does business insurance. They do home insurance. They do uh, car insurance. They do life insurance. They're a pretty, you know, broad offerings company. You know, they cover things like your toys, your four wheelers, your boats, your travel trailers, your side by side. All of that is open to being covered by Farmers. But then when there's something that Farmers doesn't offer, then I offer that through other companies as well. So if Farmers isn't the only company that I work with, uh -huh. they're just the best company that I work with. But gotcha. if Farmers doesn't do it, I can get it to somebody else. Oh, that's pretty cool. What What's maybe something that is outside of that wheelhouse? Is it like E&O insurance or anything like that? Absolutely. E&O is a good example. And, and it's a lot of like weird stuff. You know, I had gotcha. a guy, you know, call me and, and he said, I have a, a bobcat and a mini excavator that I just play with in my backyard. You know, what huh. can you do to cover that? And it's right. like, that's a weird situation. Right. Like big Tonka toys. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody does that. <laughs> this guy does. So I was able to find him a carrier that would do that. Like, yeah. Do that for you. Oh, that's cool. What's maybe the weirdest thing you've ever had to insure? Like maybe somebody's hands that were a doctor or a, <laughs> an artist. I think I've seen something like that on TV where I'm like, that can't be real, but maybe it is. I don't know. I've never heard that. You know, that's I've seen stuff like that on TV, but I have not encountered anything really weird that we were insuring, you know, gotcha. in real life. I had a guy a little bit ago come to me with an electric bicycle like a $10,000 bicycle. Whoa. And so that was, that was kind of a weird 
one. We've got that covered under his homeowner's policy. And nice. So, yeah. No, that's cool. I, I have another side question um, that just kind of dawned on me. So a lot of people want to run out and just like click through Geico or something or progressive, but they don't really have an agent. They just go through the internet website. What's the most common misconception when people want to use that over having an, a live agent that knows what they're dealing with? Sure. So there's, you have your, when you quote a policy, you get the policy itself, but there's a lot of things that you have to endorse on as additional writers. And if you don't know to endorse those things on, you may not do it. So for example, one of the, the endorsements that I always put on for people is the sewer and drain backup coverage, gotcha. which is, is one that people look at and they're like, why do I need that? And it just sounds kind of weird. And they're like, I've right. never seen that before. But it's exactly what it sounds like. It's when the sewer, instead of going out from your home, it starts to come back. <laughs> right. All bad. <laughs> yeah, all bad stuff. And it happens way more than people think it does. And if you don't have that endorsement on your policy, you're on your own to deal with that. Interesting. Whoa, I did not know that. And I, I would say like in Salt Lake County, maybe like old Salt Lake where the infrastructure is getting old. I mean, those pipes are like they're not as big as the infrastructure needs for as many people as in there. And so I've actually heard of the the backing up of the sewer more often in Salt Lake County. So that's something that I didn't even know you could get it endorsed on an insurance policy like mind blown. <laughs> So I actually had a family member where they had a sewer blockage out in the street. Nothing to do with their home, but the city came out to clear the blockage. And the way they decided to do it was to run a pressurized hose down the sewer line. Yeah. They were just going to hit the blockage with a burst of water. It was going to break up that blockage, and then everything would go back to normal. Problem is, when they hit it with that high-pressure hose, yep. the blockage didn't move. Oh. So then what happened is it forced the sewage that had backed up behind the blockage uh -huh. out into the laterals into the home. So <laughs> inside the home, you had raw sewage shooting up out of toilets, out of the sh uh, shower and sink, uh, shooting so high, oh. hitting the ceiling oh. the and then filling up the basement with their neighbor's raw sewage. Right. And that's the sort of thing that sewer drain backup could cover yeah. but holy cow that, you're on your own yeah holy cow well now what does it usually cost in to get that endorsement or rider what did you call that sewer and drain backup okay gotcha and it, it varies you can get more or less coverage with that but it varies from about 20 bucks up to like 40 bucks a year oh so man that's so cheap not bad it's, it's yeah. a really inexpensive endorsement so it's not usually cost that keeps people from getting it it's just a lack of knowing that I need to get it. And that's gotcha. where, you know, having an agent makes all the difference. Yeah. The cool thing about our sewer and drain backup endorsement is it makes it so that then your sprinkler system is considered part of the home's plumbing supply. Uh, so if you have your sprinkler line freeze and break over the winter, you don't ever know that it broke because your right. lines are pressurized. But then yep. every spring, I have a couple of clients who, when they go to put that water back pressurized in the sprinkler line, Mm -hmm. They end up with that broken and it ends up flooding the basement. Oh, and for every other insurance company out there, they would deny that claim. 
they call that flood water. They say you're on your own. With oh, wow. farmers, if you have that sewer and drain backup endorsement, it's one they cover. Wow. That's a big claim. I've seen $100,000 claims yeah. that we covered because it's farmers that other companies would have just said, sorry, you don't have any coverage there. And that's one of the nice things about having a farmer's policies. We cover claims that other companies would simply do not. Whoa, that's big. I didn't know that. That is huge. Yeah, that's really cool. Let's see. I had another side question just kind of pop in. I hear this quite frequently. The state minimums for like vehicle insurance or whatever are really, really low. Do you find a lot of people that they just click through like Geico and get the minimums and then they're like, ooh, that won't even like cover your car because especially right now, like cars values really rocketed up and those state minimums have not changed for a long time, I guess. I, I don't know how long, but. They seem they like they're like a dinosaur era. They are. Yeah. So the state minimums for car insurance is 25000 per person, 65000 per accident, with 15000 in property damage. Whoa. If you think about 15000 in property damage, you don't have to hit a great car to blow <laughs> right past dollars yeah. know, That's a minivan. Yeah. Know, most of the cars on the road are going to be over that fifteen grand. You know, and heaven forbid you hit a Tesla. Right. And now all of a sudden you've got $15,000. You're paying for that yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yesterday I was coming down I-15. Well, I was coming up to go to karate and I passed like a truck. Well, they were all stopped in the center lane. They had just like rear-ended each other. There was like a truck and then like a really nice white Porsche and then like something else that was crappy behind it. I just remember the Porsche and I was like, Ooh, and I'm driving by like, Oh man. Cause the front end all, all done back end. Cause he was the middle. So he just like got slammed in the center of it. And I was like, Oh, that's a bad day. But that yeah. would be way more than 15 grand. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I mean, so just the paint job is like 15 grand. Yeah. If you're driving around with minimum limits, you got to choose who you crash into very carefully. Plan your accidents ahead of time. Fair. Okay. So like text and drive, but look look ahead like, all right, crappy Nissan Sentra or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like an 87 <laughs> Nissan Sentra might be safe, but Fair. You know, don't hit a new <laughs> Nissan Sentra because you won't have enough. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Man, that's so funny. All right. Let's see. Next question. How big is your team or is it just you and what areas do you cover? Four appointed staff in my office. We cover Utah, Wyoming, Idaho, and California. Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. So the service area is really, really big. Yep. Nice. Awesome. And then the four appointees, is that what you said? Or appointed yep. peeps? Do they, are they like a person that you just dictate service that they're going to provide? Or is it, if we call you, we may get like docs have to be run through your appointees or something? Yep. So usually it's my staff that answers the phone, you know, when you first call in, I'm okay. always available. If anybody wants to talk to me, then they certainly can do that. But okay, most cool. things, my staff is licensed. And so they, they should be able to handle just about anything that you need. And then I train them to do things the way that I would do them. But yeah, if you're ever having a bad day or things aren't going the way that you expect, then I'm here and you can always ask for Nice. Oh, that's awesome. I love that for the people that would listen to our podcast where they could reach out and just get you. And then obviously if they have something super easy, you know, like it's it's all good. Somebody on the staff can do that. <laughs> that's right. No, that's that's really good. 
All right, last thing before we wrap up, what might be one of the craziest stories that you can lay on us that would want us to make sure that our insurance is all up to par? I still don't have a good story there. <laughs> yeah, so one of my stories, like I, I brought a guy over to me from another carrier and he didn't, it, it was like really close. Like we, I think we were actually a little bit more money than what uh -huh. he was spending with the other carrier. The only reason he came over was he likes me. And so I felt a little like, okay, I mean, like, I think I'm, I'm worth something, but yeah. that was the only reason he came over. And then it was, it was not even a whole year later that they were gone out of town. They, they like to travel for spring break and they came home and they heard this water sound. Oh no. What is the water working? And so they went down into their basement. They found eight feet oh. of water in their basement. If you can imagine. Like right, like a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. And what had happened is just like the situation I described to you there, uh, they had secondary water. Oh, man. Uh, sprinkler system. And so the secondary water had been turned off all winter. And then while they were gone over spring break, the city turned back on that water. Oh. But their pipe had broken over the winter time. And so for four days while they were gone, right. water just... had just been free flowing into oh. their basement window well. And yeah, they came home to eight feet of water. Oh and my gosh. Then he was glad he had come over because right. if he had not come over, he would have been buying that himself. And that ended up being something where we took, oh gosh, it took months to go yeah. in. Oh, I'm we sure. got all the water. We had to completely rebuild the whole basement yeah place all the stuff down to that air so it was oh. A big oh man that just makes me cringe because i i know water is so intrusive i don't know if you know this about my dad but he's now one of the managers of the distribution of water for salt lake city so they're always running like millions of gallons of water through the system and he's always like, you just don't realize how intrusive water can be until it's like seeping into your house or your pipes burst or, you know, like you have a runoff from a spring or something. He's like, it just keeps on coming, you know, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, is when you talk to people about like home insurance, people are the, the claim that everybody is concerned about is fires. They're like, what would happen in the event of a fire? Because fires are devastating. Yeah. But. Every single year, we pay out more in water claims than we pay in fire claims by a large margin. Oh, wow. So that's really where your, your greater risk is yeah. in water because we want water all over our homes. We like it in the bathroom. Right. We like it in the sink. And yep. We want it in the kitchen. We want it in the dishwasher. But having it run to all those places leaves it open to all sorts of perils where the no lines break, then that's where a lot of home losses come from. Yeah, no, that's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Real quick, one last question that popped into my head. The major earthquake that we're going to have one day, what does that look like in the insurance field and what should we really be worried about? Or is there a piece that you usually recommend adding to our insurance? So the first thing that everybody needs to know about that is earthquake coverage is never included with your homeowner's policy, unless you buy an endorsement to put it on there. Gotcha. Your basic homeowner's policy is just never a covered peril, but you can endorse that on, but it is very expensive to do so. And Interesting. 
it's only going to become more expensive because the people who evaluate these risks know that we are overdue for right. a major event. And so as the years go by, that earthquake insurance is going to get more costly. But the reason it's getting more costly is it's more likely that it's going to be paid out. Right. So if you don't have it, it's a really good thing to at least be aware of, to know that, hey, you're not going to have it. And ask yourself, like, hey, if this happens, am I going to be okay? Yeah. And it's not just a question of replacing your house. The bigger question is, where are you going to live? Right. That's one of the things your homeowner's policy does is it will pay for you to live somewhere else while your home is being repaired. Uh, and of a major seismic event, the Salt Lake Valley is going to be uninhabitable for right. probably a period of a couple of months while they go in and they've got to restore all the gas lines that were damaged and they've got right. to the sewer lines and the water lines and people can't live in the valley while that's being done. And so while they're waiting on that, everybody's going to have to go live somewhere else. And if all of a sudden you can't go to work, but you've got to live somewhere, that's a pretty tough sell. Yeah, and that if is. you have earthquake insurance, that's something that could be covered as part of that in addition to getting your home fixed. So definitely something people ought to have, but most people don't. Yeah. Uh, what When you say it's costly, like just kind of ballpark us maybe a three, $400,000 house on earthquake insurance. I know yeah. you can't like quote everything specific, but like just ballpark us. So it depends on, there's a couple of ways that we do it. Um, so there's a, there's the less expensive way and the more expensive way. And of course, the less expensive way gives you less coverage, but on a three to $400,000 home on the less expensive way, we could probably do it for like four, 500 bucks a year. Oh, okay. And so that's, you know, reasonable. It's about yeah. the cost of what you pay on your homeowner's policy. So basically doubling your insurance expense. Gotcha. Uh, the downsides to that are you're not going to have like the extended replacement cost on your home. You're not going to have as much coverage for your personal property. You're not going to have as much coverage for your loss of use. Better way to do it is to insure it as part of your homeowner's policy. So the less expensive way is a standalone. And, and that's what some companies have gone to. Like Allstate doesn't offer a earthquake endorsement on their homeowner's policy anymore. You have to buy it as a separate policy through a separate company which oh. is a less good way to do it, but it costs less. Gotcha. But if you endorse it onto your homeowner's policy, you're probably looking at about $1,000 per year uh, gotcha. to put it on a three dollars to $400,000. Oh, that's not bad. I, I would have thought quite a bit more, but that also is like probably double and some change from where I'm at normally. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. that's the thing is if you look at the cost, you know, overall, <laughs> it's really not that bad. You know, it's a hundred bucks a month compared to, you know, if something happens and you're out your home, which is three hundred thousand dollars plus you're out the loss of use for the year or two while they're getting fixed. Right. You're getting a lot of bang for your buck and having that earthquake insurance. But if you're just comparing it to, well, I only pay four hundred bucks a year on my homeowner's insurance and now all of a sudden I'm gonna triple that by adding earthquake to it, then it feels like a big fight. And right. That's why it's good if people kind of plan that as they're buying their home and budgeting in the beginning and saying, hey, let's do our insurance right at the outset so it doesn't feel like such a big piece. Right. No, that's that's cool. And I think uh, you kind of hit it on the head right there is that it it's crucial to do it right the first time. However, 
since, you know, like in our business with real estate investing and buying homes and stuff, it's always like, well, I wish I would have bought it 20 years ago or the next best time is today. So I feel like we could put people in front of you and have you coach them and get get their insurance right today instead of 20 years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. We can do yeah. it today and, and help them to get it corrected and, and make a better plan for the future. Yeah, no, that's so cool. Well, I really want to say thank you and um, that I just appreciate you and I'm grateful that you came on and I'm just really intrigued by the knowledge bombs that you dropped on all of us because insurance is that like weird mystical area that people are like, oh yeah, I know about insurance and it's like, do you? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, well, what have you bought? You know, like, do you have any real insurance that you've, you know, your needs are met? And most people it's flat out no. And even in my personal life right now, I haven't really had it looked at for probably a couple of years now. So I'm like, as we were chatting, I'm like, cranking my wheels about the things that I'm like gonna need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing to think about. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you one more time. And to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us. Love you guys. And we'll see you next time. Well, that's a wrap. If you like this podcast, like, share, and comment down below. And if you want some free real estate information, check us out at fitnessrealty.com forward slash baller. Well, thanks for supporting us. I love you guys and we'll see you next time. Later.